Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Oh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Uh, hey, welcome to our podcast. My name's Garner. That's Bryce right over there. Did we have an amputee on the podcast a few weeks ago? Uh, oh, the guy who, yeah, he saved his arm, remember? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, right. He had his guy. arm amputated. But and he got them to be like, hey, can you throw that into a go bag for me? Yeah, and they put it in a bag and he got to keep his arm, which is now just bones that sits above his fireplace or something. But when he took it home, it was like a complete arm. Yeah. And, and the, he put it in his freezer next to his Pop-Tarts. And the one part you left out of the phone call. Oh, no, no, that no, you no, told no. him not to talk about, but he talked about behind the scenes was. Uh, Skip ahead 30 seconds if you have a weak stomach. The process. How do I word this without being horrific? The taxidermist used bugs. To clean the meats off of the arm. Now it's just a skeleton of an arm. And we're back. (laughs) There are so many (laughs) things in this world that I do not understand. And like taxidermy animals, I don't really get. Like I wouldn't want it in my house, but I understand it's a business and some people want their trophies. Yeah. But when you're used to stuffing like a deer or whatever. He Uh, said he had to call five different taxidermists before he found one that would do it. I was going to say, it must be weird when someone's like, hey, I have this human arm. You can say no if you want to, but uh, I have a big ask for you. I would just assume I was dealing with a serial killer. Yeah. Like I would just automatically, I'd be like, Dexter? There's some red flags being thrown up, but it is his arm. Yeah. And he can do what he wants with it, I guess. So anyway, the reason I bring this up is... I had to have two trees amputated from my yard yesterday. Like fully cut down or just like limbs off the trees? Oh, gone completely. Were they big? 50 feet. Oh, wow. So they were pretty big. Yeah, they were. I had three of them. So there's three of them side by side right next to my patio. I have like a concrete patio in my backyard. And there's three trees just off to the side that separated me from my neighbor's deck So the reason I tell you that my patio is on the ground is his deck is... Oh, he can see you. So, and I'm not... Like, they're good people. Don't get me wrong. Well, you want privacy. So does he. Like, (laughs) And those trees provided? Oh, yeah, for both of us. So now his barbecue faces my patio. Oh, bummer. So if I'm just sitting on the couch out there or one of the loungers and he's standing at his barbecue, it's, it's intense eye contact. It's it's not good for either party. Why did the trees have to come down? Well, one of them was dead. And I don't know. They, they All the tree doctors, whatever they're, arborists. Is that what they're called? 
Ooh, Arbors. that's a fancy name. We had called several of them, and they're like, ah, yeah, those trees have maybe a 15 to 20-year lifespan. And we planted them when we bought that house. Oh. And they were probably eight feet tall when we planted And they just shot up like rockets. I can't what? even remember what they're called. I thought once a tree was in the ground, you know, like I didn't think they had lifespans. Like I thought it was just it was there till it fell over. No, of. well, I guess in that environment, huh. they probably. Not the more you know. So they were pretty big. And they and the one oh that sucks the one when it got windy it would just slam against my bedroom wall like right against where the headboard was like you just hear bang bang all night long so that one had to go and the other one was kind of diseased so that one had to go as well so now there's just one left we have the saddest looking backyard in history now a tree orphan in the backyard yeah so <laughs> maybe now you won't be able to sleep without the scratching of that tree on the wall it was haunting but. A comfort haunting. That, a few. that sucks. And so, yeah, now you have a lack of privacy. And so the obvious solution is like, oh, well, put up a privacy screen. But that just, <laughs> the it pri- seems so rude. Like, because I want to do that to a couple of my neighbors is have a screen. And yeah. I just feel like it just sends a middle finger. I know. You know what I'm going to do is like my next door neighbors on that side, their names are Steve and Linda and they're wonderful people. They got great kids. Um, but what I'm going to do... I'm pretty sure that they don't listen to this podcast. I'm 100% sure they don't. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, hey, Steve, any big plans this summer? Are you traveling? Any? I'm going to find out when they're away. So while they're gone, <laughs> I'll build a privacy screen so it won't be that double barrel F you to them while they're out there sunning in the middle of the afternoon and I'm building a 12-foot wall. <laughs> It'll just be there when they get back. And for some reason, that'll make it better. Oh, what a kick in the self-esteem that would be. You're oh. outside sunning yourself on the deck and the neighbor's putting up a thing so he cannot see you. <laughs> It wouldn't be so bad if they were ground level as well. Right. But their deck comes off the back of their house at about, I don't know, six or seven feet off the ground. So they've got, they got a bird's eye view of me just out there sunning myself. Oh my God. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. You got to put a screen up. I'm going to do it. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone. Forever. Bryce, skill testing question for you. Okay. Do you love it when you're driving along and all of a sudden that little oil light starts flashing on your dash? Go. Gut reaction is no. Hmm. Not a big fan. But when I think about it for a split second, I'm like, oh, that means I get to go to Lube City. That is your invitation to Lube City. You don't have to wait for an invite, though. Like, just go whenever you want to. But if you're the person, if you're the kind of person that needs to be invited, then that is an invitation to Lube City. It's the party to attend. Surely, though, they don't have a location near me. Mm, they have 27 in Alberta. What? I'll bet you there's probably one right behind. There's probably one underneath that computer keyboard you're sitting at right now. Uh, to find out, just go to lubecity.ca. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. You're going to start wearing... Uh, one of those neck brace things? I think I should. I, I think I made a big mistake. I got rear-ended the other day, and the car that hit me is owned by a a big company. An international delivery service. Yeah. And uh, I now regret that I just bounced out of my car without a scratch on me. I should have just been riling in pain uh, on the camera. Oh, my back. Oh, I can't see colors anymore. Oh. But then you know what happens? They hire a P.I. To tail you 
and he takes pictures of you, you know, throwing a ball to your dog and that kind of stuff. That's true. Then you'd have to put on a whole act and it would just be an entire thing. God, damn my outgoing lifestyle. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Now, Bryce, when we were on our way to uh, do the video shoot for it, and introduce, get introduced to uh, the fine folks at Vamoose. That's a local company and just good guys over there. On our way there, you got rear-ended. I did. In, in an intersection by a delivery van. Yeah. An international delivery company. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm wondering, like, I took a look at the damage because we took separate vehicles and I looked at the back of your car and I went, oh, that's $10,200. That was my estimate. You got the estimate back? I got the estimate back. Am I way off? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Am I high or low? Well, uh, high. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought every little piece of damage now was at least 10 gr- When my truck got sideswiped a few years ago, that was, I think, 13 grand. Oof. And it, that was just the side of the box and one wheel. I actually, I expected to be close to what you said, $10,000. The yeah. actual price? Fifty-seven hundred. Really? That's the uh, that's based on what they could see. Oh, there could be some stuff once they peel off the bumper and stuff that needs to be fixed. But fifty-seven hundred. Bu- but the hatch is caved in. Yeah. The whole mechanism for the rear door in your vehicle is. Yeah, it's gone. all messed up. Huh. Yeah, I thought it would have been higher too, but fifty-seven. Okay. Fifty-seven hundred bucks. When is it going in? I don't know yet. I'm driving around with a dented car now, and like it has with a sticker. It's got a sticker on it that says it was reported as basically. A it says I'm a bad driver. I find it embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I could probably do the work for you for about four grand. Is it with a to, hammer? Yeah, I can fix that for you. No problem. Tape a garbage bag in the rear window. It'll look sharp, real crisp. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Somebody texted right after we talked about that and said, I've been in three accidents in the same car in the past five years, none of them my fault. And every time I cross my fingers and hope they write my car off, but they never do. They just keep fixing it. And I think that's one of those things, though. I think we all hope that the car is going to be a write-off so that you get a new one. Because no one wants the old one back after it's been wrecked. No, because in your mind, it's a piece of garbage now. And it's like that, like when you go buy a book or a magazine, because, you know, it's 1997, you don't want the one that's been handled and creased. You want the pristine one. Same thing with your car. Or maybe you don't care. Maybe your car is strictly to get you from point A to point B, and you don't care a single thing about it. Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Bryce, when your car got smashed into the other day, mm-hmm. were you secretly hoping for the write-off? Like, when you were when you were driving home, were you fantasizing about what new vehicle you were going to buy? No, I actually really oh. like my car. I would have been bummed to lose it. Really? I yeah. thought everybody wanted a write-off. No. Although, although would writing off a car just be easier? Because now I have to deal with like the insurance, the inspection, the estimate, the blah, blah, blah. Oh, getting yeah. Getting it fixed, the rental car. The t- the hassle for you, like it's 5700 what, 5700 or 54 57 yeah. So $5,700 worth of damage. 
But that's just to repair the car. That doesn't take into account your time. You just sitting around somewhere waiting for your car. Yeah, dealing with all this. Oh, you not being able to go on any romantic dates because you have no wheels? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I've never written off a car before. Like, I just assume it's uh, you're in this crash, and then they just show up, throw you a set of keys to a new car, and you peel away. Has nobody come banging on your door offering you a check? No, nobody yet. I should just start wearing a neck brace. You should. What are you doing? Oh, God, my back. Uh, Somebody just texted. Because I was talking about, I don't, like, when I get in an accident, I don't want the old vehicle back. I just don't. Like, to me, it's like a, I would never buy a book, like a brand new book that has, like, creased pages in it. I just don't want that. I want pristine things. And somebody said the whole wanting a pristine thing versus the one everyone's touched. It just makes me think of grabbing bread, eggs, milk, etc. from the back of the row. Expiration dates aside, I don't want pre-squeezed bread. No, neither do I. Oh. I don't want stuff that other people's hands have been on. Pre-squeezed bread. That's true because it feels way too intimate because you can still see the fingerprints in it. Yeah. I don't want to see where your fingers have been on my loaf. Especially if somebody else has squeezed that bread and they've gone, "Mm." like they make a little sound when they do it. I don't want to eat that sandwich. And also if a stranger squeezed my loaf and rejected it, what's wrong with it? I don't know. Is there something they saw that I don't see? (laughs) Somebody else said, I am definitely more of a car is just to get you where you're going person. However, my current vehicle is a gas guzzling van so I would not mind it if it got written off so I can get a more fuel-efficient vehicle. Okay. Do they not just give you, like, the same car that you have? No, you get a check. Oh. But the problem is, is that the insurance company gets to decide how much they're giving you. Ooh. I think you can challenge that. I never have had to challenge it, but... Ugh. This conversation's too grown up. What does this say? Someone who has had to write off in the last year, let me tell you, it's the worst... Time mm. to try and get a new one. Your rental's only covered until the paperwork is signed. Actually, that is, because it is kind of... New cars aren't as plentiful as they used to be, are they? No, I don't think they are. Mm. Like, wouldn't that be something if your super cool car got written off and then they showed up and you're like a 22-year-old single guy, you like to cruise White Avenue on Friday nights, and they show up and they give you like a used minivan? Yeah, hard Would- to wheel in that thing. <laughs> Would you be able to look at that minivan and go, well, it is practical. (laughs) I can get a lot of my stuff in there. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Somebody texted and said, how many accidents are you guys getting in to have a conversation about how you feel when you write off vehicles? I don't know. It's not like I'm writing a car off every year. But... You know, some of us have a lifetime of driving experience, and over the course of those years, maybe you have a few accidents. You know, that's me. I've had a few, nothing seriously, thankfully. But, you know, there have been times when my car was, you know, just on the verge of being a write-off, and you got your fingers crossed because you want a new one, and then you're like, nah, we're going to fix this one. But then, you know, they're only fixing the cosmetic damage. They're not going to put a new transmission in it to replace the one that's starting to go anyway. Do you know what I mean? That's why getting it written off would be a better deal than fixing the old one. And again, it's not like I'm doing this every year. We were just talking about Bryce because he got rear-ended last week and his car's not a write-off. They're going to fix it. 
Somebody else said, I think the only time you get the same car is when you have replacement insurance. My brand new car was written off 40 days after I bought it. Ouch. I had replacement insurance two weeks after the accident. I picked up my new car. There was still a lot of insurance stuff to deal with, but I knew that I'd be driving away in the exact same model of car that was total. And that reminds me, my friend Brian, who lives down the street from me, this was, I don't know, a number of years ago, he bought a brand new truck. Brand new. And he went to the dealership. This was out in Sherwood Park. He went to pick it up. He didn't even make it to the first intersection. He was leaving the lot in a brand new vehicle and he got smoked by a tow truck. And you'd think that'd be the best way to get hit because the tow truck's there already, but the tow truck was a wreck too. So I forgot about how much that sucked. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Listen to this. We were just talking about, I mentioned my friend Brian who lives down the street from me. A few years ago, he went to pick up his brand new truck that he had to order. And he went to the dealership to get it. He's driving away from the dealer. First intersection he goes through, pow. He got smoked by a tow truck. And that truck got written up like it had less than a kilometer on it. Somebody texted after I talked. Listen to this one. I worked at a Corvette dealership in Victoria. I watched a guy come in, take possession of a car, a high-end Corvette, tried to show off as he pulled out of the dealership, lost control of his car, and smashed it into three other cars. He ended up writing off his Corvette. Pretty funny. Do Corvette guys get embarrassed when that happens, though? Like, if you're still out there enlisting, was he... Was he embarrassed? Or does he just sort of toss the keys over and run into the night and, you know, you never see his face again? You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I was uh, Bryce Kelly. I went to the driving range yesterday afternoon. Launching some balls. Oh, my God. Clearing the Henday. I was hitting from Ellerslie Road, clearing the Anthony Henday. Uh, you know that there's, first of all, when did a bucket of balls start costing fifteen seventy five? <sighs> is that nor is that? It's That's been a long time man. since I've been to driving ranges, but at golf courses. So like you've paid for your round, so it's like yeah, just go hit a bucket of balls over there. Like it's included in the price. That's Justin Trudeau, man. Trudeau, Trudeau. did this. Notley, <laughs> right? Keep us down. <laughs> Taking away our rights to the driving range. Hiking the prices of our buckets of balls. So uh, I was standing there with um, one of my gifted children. She asked me, hey, father, could you take me to the driving range? That's how she speaks to me. So I'm like, okay, you've never golfed in your life. But and here's the problem is she's right handed and I'm left handed. So it's hard to coach somebody how to swing a golf club when you can't swing a golf club that way yourself. Right. So it was a little bit weird. Uh, and this golf course, this driving range we were at, they were just absolutely delightful people that worked there. But the music was cranked so loud on those teeny little speakers outside. And we're standing there banging out balls. And then all of a sudden a song came on. I've never heard this song in my life, but it's called Knockin' Boots. Oh, have you ever heard that song? I don't think so, but I I can imagine what it's about. So, like, I started recording some video, just so. Knocking boots. Knocking boots. 
knocking boots. And I'm there with my daughter, who's like, she's staring at me like, what? What is this? I had to just sort of make small talk about something completely unrelated because I didn't want to have to. She probably knows what it means. She's old enough. Oh, my God. But it was so uncomfortable. Was that line, girl, we're knocking boots? Well, let's hear it again. Why not? Girl holding you. <laughs> Knocking boots. You can hear her hitting golf balls. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. Oh my God. Knocking boots. Knocking boots, everybody. That's why I can't wrap my brain around country music. Yeah. That's just fun. I just can't do it. It's fun. Knocking boots. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.